I'm Vic Singh, and you're listening to Pada Bing, a podcast that breaks down every episode of The Sopranos one at a time. Please remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get shows. And if you like what we're doing, please spread the word. If you'd like a pictorial and caption companion to the podcast, follow at Pada Bing on Instagram. And as always, thank you for listening and being part of this journey. Coming up is my conversation with Sharon Angela. Sharon played Rosalie April on the show. Sharon joined me in studio to talk about her experiences on the show, current projects, and much more. Rosalie was a great character and was embedded in the fabric of the show from the very beginning. And Sharon's perspective was everything I hoped it would be. Quick note, there were some audio issues at the beginning of our chat, so the podcast picks up a few minutes into the conversation. Sorry about that. That's it. So here it is, my conversation with Sharon Angela. So looking back, what stands out the most to you about David Chase? Uh, um, how could you answer that? That's like saying uh, something about an ocean. He, um, his brilliance, his creativity, his kindness, um, his attention to detail... It's very hard to put that into words. Um, just an incredible man, you know, um, kind man, the captain of the ship, do you know what I mean? Always there, always making sure everything was right. Um, but he encouraged um, your art. He encouraged um, and, and allowed uh, the actors to be artists, you know what I mean? He allowed the uh, the writers to be artists while controlling, you know, but still, um, you know, it, 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 I, I would think that he, um, he allowed you to be an artist. That's the best way I could kind of put that. What's a memory or two you can share of your time with James Gandolfini? You know, he, he's just, just was a great giving guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, even though he, you know, he was in every episode, he had to wake up, do the next episode. Like, you know, that the, he, you know, if you really think about what that man had to do and the places he had to go to to become that character, he's really nothing like Tony. You know? sort of heard, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, my favorite was uh, when he uh, helped the background woman. And also he helped me uh, get more money. Um, he called like in the last season and said, what are you making? And then made sure I made more. And then he also, I mean, James, my God, this guy, uh, he gave me a SAG award because one year, um, you know, the Sopranos had like 92,000 people in the cast and the Sopranos won, uh, I think a best ensemble, um, award. I can't remember what year it was. And SAG didn't give um, the statues, if you will, to all the actors. They cut it off at a certain amount or a certain amount of people, even though those people were in the episode or in that season or whatever. So I was standing by the table looking at the, <laughs> looking at the, um, it was SAG, I think it was SAG, at the awards. And James came over and he goes, here, take this one. Do you know what I mean? Here, you can have mine. Because, of course, he had to. And, uh, and I still have it. So... You know, and and uh, I, all the time I kept trying to give it back to him. You know what I mean? And he's like, "You're crazy. Leave me alone." 
But um, you have any idea why he gave it to you? Like, well, because I didn't have one. Yeah, do you know? He, that's how kind he was. He didn't. You didn't have to ask for things. He, you know, I guess he saw me standing there all sad next to the table, like you know, you know, and he knew, you know, certain actors didn't get and certain actors did, and you know, he was he generous in that sense that he can observe something and um, help the most he can, you know. So I guess in that instance, he saw, you know, let me give her this, you know what I mean? And he did. So real quick, I'm going to go back to the beginning just for a second again. When you auditioned, how long did it take before it was determined that you were going to be on the show? Do you remember? Mm, no. Um, not too long, though. Not too okay. long. Because they already, they already uh, I, think, uh, I think they already did the pilot. I think it was already bought, you know, things like that. So... You know, it was episodic, so they needed me like within a week, a week and a half, or something. Yeah, and in terms of your role, it was a it was a supporting role. Mm-hmm. Did you have a sense of you know? Obviously, you, you didn't know whether you were going to be there all six seasons, no. but like, what kind of visibility did you have? Zero, because you know, most of uh, the women, like if you're the wife of the mob guy, and he dies, it's kind of like, well, see ya, yeah. But luckily, I guess David saw something in me and gravitated my character more towards uh, Carmela. A friendship with Carmela. Yeah, and and but a family like you know like the Aunt Row and stuff. So so he made me like part of the family. Do you know? Yeah. Which was um, you know I'm I'm thankful to this day um, that he kept me around for that. And so I guess he saw, I guess he saw what I could bring and you know wrote. Uh, in accordance to maybe that helps expand Carmela's character too because then you see that side of her outside of just being the mother, outside of just being, you know. Very true. Yeah. Another dynamic. Yeah. Another corner. Yeah, of her as a woman, her as friends, her as, you know. Yeah, like I'm learning terminology as I go through this process, like a B story or a C story, you know, for Carmela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to keep, to give you more, more context. Well, that was the brilliance of this show of how it just kept expanding and, because but then it, coming back, yeah, and yeah. you were it was so well written that you were able to stay with all of it and and be affected by all of it and want more of it and do you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. So and, and that's why it's such a delight to talk to you because you're like your character. One of the things we do on the podcast is we talk about like could this episode have turned into like a Netflix spinoff series now? And there are so many storylines mm-hmm. in the show that mm-hmm. could be spinoff series. Right, right, right. Like uh, I don't know if you remember um, Meadows' uh, boyfriend. Finn. Yes. So he was here as well. Will, Will Janowitz. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. And we joked about how like him being a dentist 30 years later <laughs> or 20 years later and like Paulie's crew or some people from one of the side crews mm-hmm. are using his waiting room yeah. as a place to stage some transactions. Yeah, yeah. And that's how great the show was. Yeah. Is that all these little characters that you only got a little taste of mm-hmm. could have these universes. Yes. You know? Yes. Because that's how rich the story was. Absolutely. And that's what I mean by how brilliant the writing is yeah that your your imagination the viewer and i'm a fan just as well uh goes to those places do you know what i mean yeah you see the dentist's family you see you know the children you see you know how he and it's not even written you know what i mean right but that's how rich the writing is yeah that doesn't exist you know it's Today. Yeah. Not as much. Not, not as, as much. much. David Chase, thank God, and, and his brilliant writers um, opened it up. 
Yeah. Um, so that... Uh, well, they changed the medium, right? Yes, because people want that. People yeah. want um, that quality writing, that quality um, acting, do you know? You were there for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, and you were looking at it from a unique perspective because, you know, you were... There, there's the family and then, you know, like you said, there was this, this supporting side. Mm-hmm. What was the tenor of the show from like season one to season two to season three? Did it did it become more well oiled or like did something change from the beginning to the end and and something maybe in the middle in terms of your observation of what was happening well, around you? You know, with anything, um, it, it will get better with time. Like with anybody, like the writers um, get to get to know um, the characters more and get to get a little bit more creative with the the life of the character and opening that up. And, you know, just like anything, um, it, it'll begin somewhere and then grow into greatness. We, you know, if, if you think about it, it just, it grew. It grew, you know, um, it expanded. It, it became a universe as opposed to just like a little world, you know. Yeah, it's kind of an unfair question because you were kind of in the vortex. Mm-hmm. So you didn't really, you can't really be a conscientious objector, if you will. But it's just fascinating because it is, look, it's an exercise. The whole show is an exercise in execution. Mm-hmm. And it's considered the most successful show of all time. Mm-hmm. And that's just so, that's, it's got to be so um, difficult to wrap your mind around because you were in it. You were yeah. kind of in the eye of the storm, so yeah. you don't really see it. Yeah, but it, like, or did any, you see it? Well, both. You know, I mean, um, it, it it's not so black and white. You know what I mean? It it uh, and every season became whatever um, that story, wherever the story went. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, for me, uh, I can't remember what seasons it was where uh, I was I was going out with. Um, the hell's his name? Do you know the guy? Joe Pantoliano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the character's name. Ralphie. Ralphie, oh my God. Uh, Ralph Ralphie, Ciferetto. yeah. And then my my son was with Meadows. So that my character got a little bit more um, in those two seasons because the storyline went that way. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And what was going on with everybody. And, and um, I think that was the time when Tony was having the affair um, so, so it, like each season was its own in that it's sense, its own thing. but, but like anything, you know, you, you start off feeling it and then as you get more comfortable with it, it gets more comfortable and, you know, like yeah. anything with time, anything with time. So, uh, you mentioned that you were a fan a few minutes ago. Did you watch the show in its entirety? Oh, yes. And I still do. You still, have you gone back and watched oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When was the last time you watched it? Um, well, probably about a month ago. Wow. Yeah. What, I, the whole I, thing or just a random episode? No, no, no. Random, random. I okay. love the first season. Okay. With, what do you uh, love about the first season? Tony's mother. Yeah, she's amazing. Oh what was God. she like? You have any? No, I, I didn't. You didn't uh, do much I was her. never. No, no, no. My, my, the, uh, our paths never, never crossed. crossed except for a table read or something like that. But, yeah. n- you know, my character was far from yeah. where she was. Was she a presence, though? Of course. Table reads? Brilliant actress. But uh, my favorite was when she tells the cop, shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean? When shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, no little one, no AJ's one reaction. Yeah. And then when she, when Tony thinks that, uh, when he goes to try to suffocate her with the pillow, mm. and uh, he says she's smiling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was she smiling? What's well, your take? Well... You know, she's a brilliant actress, so I, I don't know. What I loved about that, and I thanked David Chase many, many times, is um, the mother dynamic. Do you know what I mean? We don't all have Hallmark card mommies. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And, um, you know, you go through that and, and it was so, and that's why James is a genius. Uh, it, it, you see the struggle of the character and you see the struggle of the son wanting to love her, do you know, but knowing who she is and what she does and, you know, the torture she, and the, and the mind games and the manipulation she'll put her children through, do you know? To the point of even killing them. You Try, know? Yeah, trying to kill them. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I loved about David Chase and, and the way he wrote that or where he took it was, you know, mother has tons of definitions to it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And tons of, of complicated love and complicated um, feelings, you know. And so that was really, really was why I uh, really loved the first season was Tony's struggle with mother. And, and trying to love his mother and needing the acceptance of it that he'll never get. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And she loved not giving it to him. Of course. And enjoying that he needed it. Mothers are very good at knowing how to manipulate, you know? Oh, and yeah. It's, and it's, sometimes it's not even saying anything. No. It's just, no. It's just being yeah, there yeah. or looking a certain way. And yeah. she did that to perfection. But that type of mother, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, who's psychotic, you know. Yeah. Um, enjoys... Uh, hurting people, do you know? Yeah. Enjoys um, watching one get crumbled. Unravel. Yeah. Do you think that the, her storyline would have continued if she didn't have health problems? Yes, but the, he did pick it up with uh, Janice, Aida Tatora's character. She took, she filled the gap. She brought in that um, family dynamic of um, trying to love but manipulation. Yeah. Do you know? So the story lived on, or the torture, I should say, lived on through that character. Do you see? But I'm sure if, if yeah, you know, we were blessed to have uh, the actress around a, a little longer, um, you know, it would have stayed. Yeah. You know? I don't know if I, I don't remember if I've asked you, if I asked you this, but uh, did you read for anything else besides Roe? No. Okay. No. See, the other thing, the beauty of this um, show was... How many people it touched? Do you see what I mean? And it it went through any kind of um, ethnic or any kind of uh, sure. You know, it just touched the soul of a person. So because of family, yeah, yeah, family is the common yeah. thread, yeah. and and what they do to you. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what they do to you. The 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 mafia we always talk about um, is ancillary to the show. Mm-hmm. Like the show is really about. Fathers and sons and mothers and Daughter, sons and yeah, daughters yeah, and, yeah. The, the, and, the, and the people in the inner cousins, circle. Friends and cousins, friends. Yeah, cousins, friends. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then um, what you do for a living is incidental to all that. No, you know? yeah, yeah. Talk about the days leading up to the finale. Um, what I mean by that is, did it feel like a graduation? Did mm. it feel like a funeral? Did it feel like sending a kid off to college? What were the emotions personally and mm. as a group? Uh, well... You know, it it's saying goodbye to your greatest lover. Do you know what I mean? It's it's. Um, I think as a group, you know, everybody knew um, this precious moment in time is over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And ending, and you know, it's it's like catching lightning, like it, you know, in the bottle yeah, kind of thing. You don't know if you're ever gonna come across something this great again as an actor at that moment in time and you have you have the benefit of like hindsight now but did you think that that was as good as it was going to get in terms of acting like in terms of what you were a part of no 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 not acting um uh you know 
where the crew and everybody is like family. Right. Where the writing is so brilliant. Yeah. Where it had its acclaim. Where, yeah. you know, everything was so um, uh, perfect, if you want to, for yeah. lack of a better word. Um, you just know, especially knowing this business, um, and especially to be a part of something so artistic, you know, so deep. That that's it's a rare it's rarity. Did know? you feel that and know that then, or is this is this? No, no, is that, this yeah, the, yeah. You knew it okay. then. You knew oh it no, then you knew it then. You knew it then. This is not reflection. No, okay. No, you knew it. Do you know? Yeah. Um. So on a personal level, you know, I think they took each actor. I know they took me one by one and um brought you to the set and then you know said okay goodbye and the crew clapped and everything like that. You know, so like a curtain call. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so that was that was a nice kind of having a conclusion in a way, you yeah. know. Were you able to exchange any words with David Chase at the end? Yeah. Okay. Big hug, you know, big thank you, you know. But y- y- you knew. I mean, yeah. everyone knew. And and also you knew it, it was the perfect time for it to kind of end. Was it? Is that... Well, yeah, because, you know, it, then you turn into... Because like, Ray Donovan just got a seventh season. Uh, and it's like, really? That but was... look, you know, because, um, is it Anne Biderman? Biderman? How, do, how do you say the creator of Don, Donovan's last name? Oh, I don't know. I I'm... think it's Biderman, Anne Biderman. Anyway, the, the first few seasons of that were very, very, very strong. Very strong. And then I felt like when she left the show... The writing and the storyline. And Biderman. Biderman, Biderman. Um, kind of uh, weakened. Do you know what I'm saying? It yeah. weakened a bit. So I don't know if it's still on just for popularity. I don't know, you know. It's the same thing with The West Wing. You know, yeah. when Aaron Sorkin was running the show, mm-hmm. the first four seasons, it was different. And then when he left, yeah. it kind of, it, yeah. it wavered. Yeah. And the same idea, like, there's always this thing of, like, you know, what if David Chase left the show? Like, what did yeah, it, it, it... You know, um... You but it felt like it you was don't time have to that driving force need- keeping it um, true to the content or true to the story. Of course, you know, yeah, the creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that means something. Yeah, it's not just a word. No. Yeah. So you know, I mean, of course, everybody would want another, you know, because it's a gig. Number one, you got a steady job. Thank you. You know, obviously. But um, I guess, I guess, you know, David was uh, smart enough to know. Uh, it, it can't. If it goes on, then it goes into um, redundant. Is that the word? Redundant. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just what else could we say? You're just like you're you're extracting, you know, whatever yeah. extra you can out of it. Little you're, pieces of something that's of something. done. Yeah. 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 No, it was a beautiful ending. Yeah. What? What? I thought the ending was brilliant. Yeah. So th- that's that's the obvious question. Yeah. Now I'm not going to ask that. I'm just going to ask you if you've if you've ever seen a more conflicting ending. Not on uh, the expectancy. See, here's the thing too. Uh, there was so much expectancy. You know, like how everybody how everybody thought it should end. Right. Do you know what I mean? And, and entitlement, like ownership. Yeah. 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 Because everybody was so personally involved yeah, and yeah. so in love with this show. Yeah, yeah. You know, some felt cheated. Some felt. How else are you going to end it? But black. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And, you know, mine was, is it a dream? Was it true? Is it, you know, do you know All what I'm saying? All kinds yeah, of permutations yeah, yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love, um, I love, um, I'm trying to think of, of a movie I've just, I saw that, that has that, but it's not going to come to me. It's okay. Know? But I love how David, you know, said, that's why he's, he's, he's true to his art. He's true to what he believes. This is how I'm going to end it. 
You know what I'm saying? He didn't. He didn't do it to please anybody. He didn't. You know. And he didn't do it to upset anybody. No. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. That's that's the art. This is the work. This is what I wrote. This is it. You know. I'm gonna ask you to speculate. Just again, just based on you, you were breathing the same air. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did did he and the creative team know the ending like way in advance, or uh, is this something that happened literally in season? That six? I don't know. That I don't know. You don't have a feeling? I, I don't know the answer to that. No, okay. I'm sure they had, the, you know, the some sort of arc. Scenarios. Yeah, I'm sure they kind of had to. And I'm sure David did. Did you watch the finale with the cast? Well, I watched it with a few cast members. Um, shit, somewhere, somewhere around here, I think. Okay. Or was that in New York? It might have been in New York. But it was a special screening and there were some cast members there. Okay. But I can't remember where. No David Chase in that screening, though. I don't think so. I'm asking that question over and over again, yeah, too, yeah. because I, I want to get someone who has an eyewitness of his I, no, reaction I don't think, I don't when think, the ending happened. But knowing David, he wouldn't show you. You know what I mean? Like, well, he'd have a poker face, yeah, but yeah, no, I just no, want, I want that yeah. to be confirmed or denied. Yeah, n- that n- I was in the room with him when, when we saw it for the first time. I don't think, no, I don't think, no, no, I wasn't. I definitely, I don't think he was there, no. Remember when as the lowest form of communication. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, this is what uh, we're doing. It's very, it's very counter to what Tony would want, but, you know, um, there's a lot of young people and there's a lot of new people that are coming to this show now. And I'm just really kind of, uh, this is my love letter to the show. And I really just want people to understand that, uh, it's not just the new stuff that's out. This this happened. And, um, my son, I have a five-year-old and I have a six-month-old. Oh, congratulations. They're way too young to watch the show. No, 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 no. But I'm so excited to one day be able to share it with them because, you know, it's kind of like the Godfather, you know, or Rocky or something. Well, look at the honeymooners. Do you you know what I mean? Michael mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, if you look at that show and look at when it was created, and it comes on, I think, every New Year's or something yeah. like that. And every generation laughs. Yep. Do you know? Mm-hmm. You cannot deny brilliance. No. You know, and, and that's forever. Do you know? Just to, just to give you one of those shows, one of those um, um, comparisons in the sense of greatness. Yeah. It will never die. Do you know what I mean? What do you watch now? Uh, what well, do you like? Uh, you know, um, My Brilliant Friend is a series on HBO. Um, it's an Italian, uh, it's in Italian, and I can't remember the name of the writer, and if, please forgive me. Um, but that, I love, love, love that series. I'm watching that. It's about the two girls, right? Yeah, I love how it's, and they're, they're growing up um, into, uh, you know, womanhood and, and what, they, um, uh, what they come against as, just as young women. But to me, the way it's shot, the way it's acted, the way everything about it is uh, the truth of the work. It's true work. Uh, you're the second person to mention it, and now I'm just looking yeah. it up right now. Oh, so no, watch get... it, watch it, watch yeah, it. Yeah, I need to watch it. And you have to watch it from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I've been watching Escape at Danamora right now. Oh, my God. That... And Michael Imperioli's in that. Michael, I think he's in the next episode. Patricia Arquette's work in that is so exquisite. I love that you're using your hands right oh, now. Oh, see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I get excited. Yeah. Um, if you look at, see, she remind the, the work that she's doing in in that. It reminds me of of, of the great Anna Magnani, you know, because it's it's it 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 um, it goes beyond acting. 
Do you know, the, the, there's no ego involved. There's just the truth of living this woman and what this woman went through and, you know, how she breathes and what she, what she desires, you know, and what's at risk for her. So to me, I love, and all of them, I mean, all of them, and it was brilliant. And he shot yeah. and the writing. Benicio, Paul Dano. Oh, oh my God. I, I love, I do. I am watching that show as well. Yeah, it's the only thing I'm watching right now besides The Sopranos. Yeah, but her work, I mean, stands out. If you really think about it, what act? are exposing that level of a soul these days. Do you know what I mean? Without worrying about, you know, Botox and No, she looks shit raw. like that. Yeah. But that's the character. Yeah, that, yeah. She's playing a real woman. Right, right. A real woman. Yeah. And so there's no, you know, there's no, oh, I'm an actress in, in it, you know, or no ego involved. Yeah. There's only truth. And that, see, that to me is um, what I uh, uh, gravitate to as far as watching. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't know if you've been following, but she's been nominated for, like, literally everything. Thank God. Coming good. up. Good. She deserves, Emmys, she deserves it. She deserves it. You name it. She, she bled for that role. Are you current on that series? Yes. I'm three, I'm three episodes in. I got to finish it this weekend. Yeah. And Michael mentioned that he's, go, he's uh, Governor Cuomo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so awesome. And he got to spend time with him. Yeah, hanging out with the governor. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's going to be great. Michael is an incredible, incredible actor. Yeah, he was awesome. And writer. He was awesome. And musician. And person. Yeah. So I'm going to say a name, and you say the first word that comes to mind. Okay? James Gandolfini. Mm. First word that comes to mind... You know, the first word that comes to mind is kindness. David Chase. Brilliant. Edie Falco. Wonderful. Michael Imperioli. Oh. Beyond. Joe Pentoliano. A guy. (laughs) Tony Calum. Is it Calum or Callum? Oh, she, uh, she, um, sweet, beautiful. What are you doing these days? Well, um, you know, I was um, in a movie with Michael and John um, called Cabaret Maxine, um, which was filmed in Portugal. And I got to play a comedian, which was a lot, a lot of fun. Oh, my God, that was a great, great, great movie. Um, And uh, so I'm doing a little bit of movies and uh, some voiceover work. Uh, you com- d- you did um, Michael's movie too, right? Uh, with, oh, uh, with Steve Hungry Shirepa? Ghosts. Yeah, Hungry Steve does some of his finest work. He's a really great actor. Oh yeah. my god, watch that movie! It's Steve. That that to me is where you see the depth of where his work could go. You yeah. know, yeah. Because sometimes he tends to get casted as you know a type or whatever, but in uh, uh, Hungry Ghost, he is able to. You know, show all of his levels in in what that particular character is going through. Um, that was I consider some of my finest work. Uh, what Michael wrote for me in that brilliant movie. Yeah. Um, but now I'm uh, teaching acting. I teach acting. Um, Where do you teach? Method acting at the Lee Strasberg Institute over here on uh, West Hollywood. Okay. What do you enjoy? What are you passionate about? Oh, I paint. Um, I'm passionate about uh, walking on the ocean in Santa Monica. Um, passionate about um, being kind to people, you know. What music is currently on your heavy rotation? Too many, too many to choose from. Too many. What did you listen to on the way here? 
Um, oh, nothing actually. Okay. No, yeah, nothing. Are you gonna listen to anything on the way home? Uh, no. I, I you know, I love the eighty-eight point five LA station. Okay. Yeah. What is what is the name of that? Um, um, it's it's. I'll tell you right now. Public. I, I know it's uh, KCSN. Yeah. I'm and a I K- love listening to Steve Jones. Yeah. On uh, ninety-five point five. Do you listen to KCRW eighty-eight point nine at all here? Um, no. KCRW is the radio station. Uh, they have a morning program called Morning Becomes Eclectic. Mm-hmm. I listen to that radio program every morning. Mm-hmm. It's just on. Uh, like when, or if I'm working or if I'm at home. And uh, David Chase listened to that same morning program when he was conceiving the show. Oh, wow. And that's where he heard the opening credits song. Oh, he heard it on wow. this radio, the radio program Morning Becomes Eclectic. Mm-hmm. And that's how that song happened. Mm-hmm. Just a little trivia. It's not for jazz, you. is it? Is that is that no, more no, no. rock it's, and roll? It's uh, it's it's morning. It's morning becomes eclectic. So okay. they play everything. Oh, nice. They play nice. classical. They play jazz. They play rock. They oh, play they new play stuff. They on. play old stuff. Okay. okay. Um, and they like they you know the, everything from Hendrix to you know the present day. Nice. A lot of, a lot of uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, nice. Just everything. Mm-hmm. What was the last book you read? <sighs> oh shit. Um. Uh, well, now I'm reading a lot of plays. Okay. Um, but the so last... Are you, are you prepping for a project? or? Well, well, I'm. there's a wonderful theater company called the 66 Theater Company in the school that I teach. And um, this, the, uh, Paul Rush is the artistic director, and they're keeping theater alive in um, L.A. That, that I've seen. And they're keeping um, the method, um, the work, you know, being very, very true to the work. So I may um, do um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf um, um, next season sometime, at the end of next season with them. The last book I read, God damn it, I need my phone. I can't, rem- I can't remember anything. Okay. But it's the, the, uh, the handbook for— um, Was it a fiction or nonfiction? Uh, um, well, kind of in, uh, uh, both uh, because it's—I it's, guess it's— it, Based guess, on true events? Yeah, but I think through her imagination— uh, Lucia Berlin, I think is the name of the um, author. I think it's Handbook for a Cleaning Woman. Okay. Could you look it up? Yeah. You, please. Yeah. My memory, I have zero memory. Do I've already been through menopause. Do you, it's gone. The mind you, is gone. <laughs> Too many years of drugs when I was young. It's gone. It's gone. What's the name of the author? Uh, look at Lucia, L-U-C-I-A, Berlin, B-E-R-L-I-N. Let's see. Works and publications. Uh, a Manual for Cleaning Ladies. That, that be the one. Thumbs up? Two thumbs up. Two Sharon oh, Angela no, thumbs up. Fifteen thumbs up. Okay. Um, do you go to bookstores? Do you hang out? Well, not as much. I'm not a great okay. reader, but what? Do you have a favorite one that you go to um, or support? Well, Book Soup. Um, uh, there's one in Santa Monica. I think it's Book Monster. Some of these. Yeah. They, they sell uh, used books. Yeah. I just bought a ton and ton tons of plays there. I use the Santa Monica Library a lot. Okay. The libraries in California are great. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, so mine is, is uh, uh, in accordance to, like, what I would need to study or something like that, then I would go. Yeah. But I love those little bookshops um, that are kind of where you could find rare books, you know. Barnes & Noble, to me, the... Kind of seems sometimes uh, they choose what they want you to read, or they choose, you know. Yeah. So I like curated. the smaller kind of like um, more. Um, you could find more interesting works. 
more unique your works in the smaller ones. But Book Soup seems to be um, where you can get something rare or something new. Something and interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I first saw, when I was there um, and I saw Michael Imperioli's book, mm-hmm. I thought it was a book about the Smiths because of the cover. Oh, he's... And, ugh. yeah. And then I looked up closer and I was like, oh, wow, he wrote a book. Michael yeah. Imperioli wrote a book. Yeah, I did read that book. Um, the Perfume Burns His Eyes. The Perfume Burns His Eyes, yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. a lyric to a song. Yeah. And the name of my company, Alternate yeah. Thursdays, is a lyric to a song. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sharon Angela, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Vic. Thank you.